And now, broadcasting from their secret hideout, Checkpoint XP presents a show about comic books and superheroes. Robbie Landis, Joe Sloan, The Other Identity. It's a comic, a movie. No, it's a podcast. It's The Other Identity, and welcome to another issue of The Other Identity. If you're new, we are a show about comic culture from Checkpoint XP. Each week at 1 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP, if you want to catch us live, we talk about the world of comics at large. Now, before we get into today's show, a few things. I'd like to remind all of our listeners that we don't just do comics. Checkpoint XP is the nation's first syndicated talk show dedicated entirely to esports and gaming. You can find out plenty more over at CheckpointXP.com. Make sure you're also following us on social medias at CheckpointXP on Twitter and Facebook and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. From our flagship show to the daily shows, as well as Overwatch Gaming, Fallout 76, we have tons of content for every type of gamer. Now, that's done. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty side, my co-host, Joe Sloan. Joe, look at you, look at you trying to drop that sidekick. <laughs> well, no, that co-host, co-host. Yeah. I'm sorry co-host. it slipped out. Mm-hmm. Co-host. We are definitely partners here. Definitely didn't mean to imply that I am better or stronger or have a higher power level or skill set than you did. Right, just just like uh, Jason Todd and Dick Grayson were partners to Batman. I got you. Yeah, see, you got it. It's perfect. Definitely great. So, uh, yeah, here we're back. We're welcome. We, our first episode last week, we got to talk about our uh, our our own personal origin stories with comics and what origin stories kind of represent in comics and geek culture. Uh, this week, uh, our first kind of. Um, more focused episode because we got the had the pleasure of watching Titans and believe me no one is more shocked than me when I say <laughs> the pleasure of watching Titans. You so you did actually enjoy it then? Uh yeah, I, as, I really as, did. Aspects of it, obviously, it is not without its criticisms, as Correct. most things are. Um, but uh, and actually, this is this is technically your first foray into DC television, isn't it? Yes, uh, so I've done the Marvel shows. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot of DC TV. I think I maybe saw a couple episodes of The Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see any of Green Arrow. So yeah, I, I haven't done much of uh, DC television. Well, l- let me tell you, it, it is definitely uh, a nice change of pace. Um, you know, I for the most part, up until maybe uh, I think a season ago, I think I'm about a season, maybe a season and a half behind now on the Arrowverse, which started off great. The first Three seasons of Arrow were fantastic. The first season of Flash was fantastic. The first season of Supergirl was fantastic. And then all of it started to go downhill. And they, they, they kind of represent, nowadays, they represent uh, uh, soap operas a lot more. Not just in the way that they're, they're written, but even in the way that they're produced and acted. And the fight scenes are terrible. <laughs> so, uh, Titans on... DC Universe live streaming, whatever their platform yeah, the is, is cost, or just the DC streaming service, um, is actually it's actually pretty good. Yeah, and, so and I, there's I, 24 I, episodes coming apparently, according I think to IMDb. I did not expect that many out of it. You're, yeah, you're going to so be I, subscribed to that for a while. 
I bought into DC streaming service to watch this for the show. And I'm, I'm really glad I did because while I was waiting last night, cause Sarah wanted to start it with me. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll wait till you get here and we'll watch the first couple episodes together. Uh, while I was waiting on that, I noticed they had Batman the Animated Series remastered and ready to, to view on there. So nice. I watched a few episodes of that. I got to see the Two-Face episodes again. Harley and Ivy's introduction as a pairing. Like, oh, th- this is this is fun. And I started to like see some like value in the DC streaming service. By the way, Robbie, you and I spoke about this uh, yesterday. The ability to skip intros. Isn't that nice? Wait, they actually have that? So they do have that. Um... I, I'm trying to figure out exactly how it works. I think it might only work when you're watching, like, on your phone or laptop. I think when you cast it, you lose the ability to do that, which is kind of weird. Oh. Uh, they because, at least have like, autoplay, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It automatically goes to the next episode. All right, which, cool. By the way, which, what service was it that you mentioned? I, that- uh, Google Play, I think, is what we're watching. The original, well, I don't know if it's the original, original, but but the cartoon for Teen Titans that that went from like 2006 right. to whenever it went to. Me, me, and uh, me and my girlfriend are watching through that in anticipation for Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans the yeah. movies. And yeah, we we found it on Google Play, and there is no autoplay feature. <laughs> so one of that us has to get up stunning. every 20 minutes to press play on the new episode yeah yeah all right so let's uh let's talk about titans do you want to do you want to all right so first of all let's preface this there will probably be spoilers in this if you if you want to go in completely yeah. fresh they're probably you're going to want to put, put hit the pause button on this because there's definitely going to be some spoilers we're not going to go i think too heavy into the plot details but you know we're going to be talking about the characters and yeah whatnot. yeah that's fair that's fair so 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 we want to say light to medium spoilers right do you want to go by the episode or do you want to start off breaking down the characters Where i do you think start i'd like to start because it's it's been a while since i feel like dc especially within the live action universe has done something well you know wonder woman uh, although you know with time i don't want to say that that's it hasn't soured, but people have sort of like kind of realized like, all right, I mean, it was kind of an okay movie overall. It was just DC's first good attempt at something. Uh, you know, we've been hearing good things about Aquaman, but, but most usually coming out the gate, you expect it to be bad. So I just want to talk about what we liked about it. Overall. Well, especially, especially this one, because uh, obviously this one started getting real bad press early on mm-hmm. when the, the photos of Starfire slipped. Uh, fuck Batman. The, the, yeah, the fuck Batman line. A lot a lot of things uh, early on were really playing against this series. And I, I mean, you know what? If DC has done anything well, it's setting their customers' expectations very, very low. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Should that should that be a strength? Like, should we give that to him as a plus? Like in well, the boardroom, kinda... they're like, "All right, guys, how can we make them feel like coming out the gate? They shouldn't expect a lot out of us." Right. Well, they've gotten to that point where now, if it's at all acceptable, we're like, "Wow, that was actually really good. Okay, that was doable." <laughs> and and that's how you get things like what we saw with Wonder Woman, where everyone went in expecting another, you know, train wreck. And instead, they got at least a competent movie, and they're like, this is like the best superhero movie I've ever seen. It's amazing, just because your expectations were so damn low. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same reason, like, Guardians of the Galaxy did so well for Marvel. You know, even though Marvel had been putting out good movies, when everyone heard Guardians of the Galaxy, they're like, what? Who? Ooh. All right, I, I guess I'll go see that movie. Gosh, and then when the movie's out, really man. good... I know, but when the, when that <laughs> like I went into the Guardians of the Galaxy kicking and screaming like I did really? not really movie, and then I walked out like 
okay, damn, that might be my favorite Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that, um, well, first of all, one of the things that I straight up want to address because before Titans came out, yeah, people, because obviously it's, it's the usual DC dark, you know, type deal, which is usually an immediate turnoff for me because everything that they do has to be so damn dark all the time. And why I think Aquaman's going to be really refreshing is at least in the, even in the promo, the way that the whole fuck Batman thing went down. Cause I think that that was the, the, the piece that a lot of people latched onto was this idea that, Oh, he's killing now just to say fuck Batman. But in that particular scene, it's hilarious. Cause Robin comes down to, you know, stop this drug deal. Right. And, they clearly all see him and instead go, where's Batman? And like completely ignore him for like a good 30 seconds. He kicks their ass and the fuck Batman is more along the lines of me and fuck Batman. Yeah, no, I'm my own guy. I'm a real boy. That trailer really did itself a disservice. That It should have had, like, the sequence of him landing and them looking around going, wait, where's Batman? Before, mm-hmm. you know, the beat up. Like, yeah. they, they, they really miss the opportunity on that one because that scene when you actually see it play out is really good like that's a very strong sequence which by the way i think that's a good place to start anyone who's a fan of teen titans go or of the animated uh teen titans from 2006 um they murder a lot of people in this yeah they really do it's actually pretty graphic sometimes as well and 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 not all people deserve to be murdered either. It's not like oh you're the worst of the worst, so I don't feel bad about. It. It's not like Punisher, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like oh you just murdered all those cops on patrol, or or uh, uh, when the nuclear family goes up to uh, Dick's first or not his first partner, but his partner. Yeah. Or the poor, yeah. uh, the poor hotel lady. Man, oh my God, she just, just she just wanted some dick. Grayson, she just wanted some dick. Grayson, yeah, oh, yeah. You mean Rick? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Rick. Yeah. Um, By the way, there's I, definitely some 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 times when you don't feel okay about what they do. Yeah, especially like with Starfire early on, because she like like okay. So if you're used to Starfire from the animated show, where she's pretty gentle like overall you know she she doesn't take crap admittedly she does use her star bolts mm-hmm. but you know she's overall, very lucky she's a, yeah and she's a kind soul mm-hmm. oh my goodness this starfire is not is going to be a little different she's this a is more like, yeah this is more like starfire from like uh red hood and the outlaws mm-hmm. sort of starfire How? like this is a so personally because because i i, I have two sort of takes on it. One that will take us into a a whole different conversation that I want to have a little bit later. But uh, uh, knowing that you have a little bit more background with the Titans, what's your take on on their portrayal of Starfire? Okay. um, So it's different. Uh, It's... I've not seen Starfire portrayed quite like this in anything Teen Titans related. Usually, if it's Teen Titans, she's kind of she kind of plays like the role that the Flash plays with uh, Justice League. She's a little bit of comic relief. She's lighthearted. She's the the heart and soul of the group. You know that sort of character. What about Beast Boy? Beast Boy is too. I but like Beast Boy is. Oh man, Beast Boy might be an even better example of that. They they kind of both do the same thing. There's a lot of things in the Teen Titans that I think they actually overlap with. Because even Cyborg has a lot of really humorous You're elements right. as well. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, with this version of Starfire, she's much more of a badass. She's much more a uh, woman in charge sort of feel. And I think it's actually a really refreshing take on her character. Uh, because it's, I mean, how often do I have to see the alien girl lost on Earth, can't remember anything, she kisses Dick Grayson so she can learn English, and now Dick's in love with her, and that's, you know, I don't need to see that story over and over again. It's kind of interesting, and the way they do it with, like, the amnesia bit, she doesn't remember who she is at all or what's going on. She just wakes up in a car crash. It gives you a little, not quite, it's not quite the same at all, but, but it's sort of a way to link back to that idea. Um, one of the reasons that I do like this, because I've talked to a, to a few people now who, yeah, their their biggest thing is, well, she's not the Starfire from Teen Titans. You know, she was the comedy, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I think to to the show's credit, again, I think that everyone in, in, in the cartoon, at least, helped to fulfill that role a little bit in some way. I mean, you know, even in some episodes, uh, uh, Raven even, you know, filled in that right. role a little bit. So it's, it's what kind of humor do you want? If you want, you know, you've got Raven and, and Robin, who are the sarcastic humor. You've got Beast Boy, who's the Michelangelo of the group. You've got <laughs> Cyborg, who enables Beast Boy and has the energetic mm-hmm. booyah. And then you've got Starfire, who is the kind of almost slapstick, more you know, just, uh, you know, lost right. in the world. Right. And, and when you have a show like this and you get more into the live action realm, especially if you're going to go really dark with it, not, you really only kind of need one person to fill that comic relief role, which by the way, I think out of all the characters, Beast Boy is the one who's probably most true to his, his, his cartoon counterparts. And what's, you, do you feel like that that's kind of almost to his detriment in the show? Because he is, I, uh, now I'm, I'm not sure because he actually of everyone has had the least amount of screen time. Okay. So, and that's what I was about to mention is of the seven episodes that I've seen in full disclosure, I did fall asleep during the doom patrol episode, which I'm assuming is going to be the one that gave him a little bit more background. Mm-hmm. Like I, I picked up most of it from the context in the next he's, episode. He, he's a bit more sympathetic in this than he is in the cartoons. Uh, I think he's, he's more relatable. And if I had to pick anyone to sort of be a vessel for the audience, it, it it might be him. Um, Have we seen him transform into something that isn't a tiger yet? No, no. And actually, that's something else that the, the, that I want to get into here in a bit. Uh, but but really quick, back back to Starfire. Um, even though she is a far cry from what anybody might be used to in in any of her different iterations, I think that this might be one of the better versions of Starfire because you know obviously when when you're talking about a strong female protagonist she's that in absolute spades and it works so well in this because she is straight up she's not just an equal to dick like they are straight up kind of rivals in yeah. a way like yeah, like it, you can tell right off the bat neither one of them really has like a one up on the other yeah, it it makes me think of like uh the the more recent animated movies like uh, Judas Contract and stuff like that where Starfire is now the leader of the Teen Titans cuz you know Dick Grayson's gone on to do but, other but things. But even in that she was kind of struggling to, to sort of fill that role. Sure. In in I, Titans she would not struggle at all like she is in charge. Yeah, I agree. This is uh, from terms of a strength of character this Starfire is almost second to none. She's very in control, very powerful. In fact, if it wasn't for the amnesia, because, I mean, you know, look at all the different uh, research and different episodes that you see that she's done. If it wasn't for the amnesia, she would blow Dick right out of the water. <laughs> no pun intended. I see what you did there. Uh, 
By the way, so I mean, admittedly, this might just be my lack of knowledge on Starfire. Um, the whole absorbs energy from the sun to get, like, you know, she's kind of Superman-esque in that way. Sure, sure. I I don't recall that being a thing about her, or a, a focus around her. Like, it, like Starfire has never seemed like she has any problem fighting at night. You yeah, know what no, I mean? no, I, I, I agree. I don't think so either. And, and to now go back around to what you were asking about Beast Boy, I think that they wanted to find ways to limit, maybe not limit their power, but find ways to, so, so, so that they're not all powerful, so that they sort of have right. weaknesses, right? Starfire. I, I get the feeling with Beast Boy that he has to transform into things of similar size to him. Uh, well, so far, he's actually, he actually says, I think in the Doom Patrol episode, that he can only transform into a tiger and uh, the doctor, I forget the doctor's name in, in Doom Patrol, uh, had a theory on why that is. Um, but I think that that's at least right now, a uh, uh, again, another way to sort of put a, a kind of limit, you know, it, it gives him a way to sort of grow. I fully expect that if not by the end of the the season, well, actually 24, I'm sure it won't even be by the end of the season, but, you know, as their powers grow, as they try to, to master them, we'll see him hopefully begin to be able to transform into different things as well. Right. And I mean, it's, it's a good point. Like, you look at Raven uh, making her... By the way, good that this series, as the 2016 Titans did, recognizes that uh, Raven's story is the most inherently interesting. It's the one that you can really build a show's plot around. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven is damn near demigod powerful. You have to have a way of limiting her strength. If You, you can't introduce fully powered Raven at the beginning of this show because fully powered Raven doesn't need a team around her. Yeah. Fully yeah. powered Raven can, <laughs> is, is, you know, Superman. It's, like, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Exactly. And I really like too that instead of, well, again, at least now, because back when I had seen the trailer, that was one of the other big problems I had because Raven's my favorite character and she's very in control is that she's basically just like this, scared child that everyone thinks that they have to protect. And I obviously realize that characters need room to grow. Right. So we'll see where it takes her. But what I wasn't keen on at first, but I actually love now is this fact that, yeah, it's not just she has the ability to you know use her powers, but that that's a different side of her. Like it's a completely different set. Sorry, a completely different facet of her personality that she has like no control over every time it does like the, the whole her seeing it and like communicating it through the reflections type stuff. I've always loved that trope in anything where there's like the unseen side of you, like the dark side or whatever. Right. The demon within Mm -hmm. she, uh, yeah. Raven is inherently a very interesting character. And I like that they play up the, uh, the mom in the beginning of it, the, the, the hyper religious mother who's trying to, you know, contain the demon within. They've investigated that a little bit more in the comics when, uh, she went and stayed with her, her adoptive mother's sister. So her aunt, I guess, she goes and stays with that family out in California and they're also hyper religious and they don't like, they don't get her. She doesn't get them, but you know, there's no inherent animosity. It's just like, we're, I'm, I'm literally have a demon inside me and you're hyper religious. <laughs> there's, there's, we're going to butt heads in some areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they, they continue to play with her not having full control over her powers and uh, that she has to, she's kind of afraid of them because she has to surrender a part of herself to that demon inside of her if she wants to use her powers, no matter whether she wants to use them for good or for bad. Yeah, so um, 
what is it that well, well hold on. Right, so we talked we talked about it really I think everybody now except for except Robin. for Dick. Right. By the way, I was surprised not to see a uh fifth Titan. Like I thought it might be Aqualad or something well, like that. Well, I mean, twenty four episodes, hell you still got time and Yeah, we or maybe Terra is gonna show up. Uh, uh, not to mention, we've also seen, you know, early on in, in the second episode, yeah, the second episode, we had Hawk and Dove, um, which, which by the way, all right, so just really quick, not just to DC, to, to, to all superhero live actions out there, right? Marvel does it real well, uh, and, and honestly, even in Titans, they've done it pretty well. Up until Hawk and Dove, you don't have to have comic accurate costumes for everyone. In some cases, take some creative liberties, make it a bit more like, would someone really dress up in this in real life? Right. Well, and you, you see, they do it really well with Raven, uh, the hood, the, you know, the hoodie she has on. It's, it's her classic. Hood uh, yeah, that was another thing that in the trailer, I'm like, oh, she doesn't look like Raven. But when you really think about it, like, you can't really make her look like Raven does in real life. Because it makes no sense. It's Exactly. No. Like Beast Boy's weird skin tight changeo suit that I, I do like that they made it so he's like, no, I've got to get changed. <laughs> like I like that they went that route with it. Um, but yeah, uh, they do a good job with most of the co- uh, costumes until, like you say, episode two. You see Hawk and Dove, and you're like, why? <laughs> you guys, you guys wear that, do you? That's yeah. interesting. Uh-huh. But no, I, I I fully think that that we'll see more of some of the, the, the Titan side characters. I don't know if we'll go so far as to see like uh, uh, Kid Flash or, or Wally or someone like that or Tara, I think we absolutely could see. Um, yeah, Tara makes uh, sense. She's an inherent Titan mm-hmm. character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what we're going to, what they do well is the same comment that I always uh, say about Justice League Unlimited is things like Hawk and Dove taking characters that your average comic fan is like, have I heard of them? I don't... Who's, who is Hawk and Dove? Or even mm-hmm. the Doom Patrol, where most people don't know what the Doom Patrol is. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job of bringing them onto the screen and managing to make them interesting. Hawk and Dove was a legitimately interesting dynamic, the kind of love triangle that's going on with uh, Robin involved. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and they do a good job with it. And another one, Jason Todd, maybe one of my least favorite characters of all time. I love Jason Todd in this. Even when he's shooting cops? <laughs> I don't love him like, oh, like, wow, he's a great guy. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, look, I get it. I get Jason Todd's character, too. And, and the, the bar scene kind of alluded to the fact that despite how he's acting, he's not the perfect Robin either. He has his own problems. But I just felt like the whole cop thing, like, that went way far, way oh, yeah. fast. Yeah, that that definitely went over the line real quick. They so uh, Jason Todd, you're right. Like like every Robin, they have some sort of problem with them. You know, Dick Grayson is obsessed with revenge. He's very much he's he's too much like Batman. And Jason Todd, ironic given the way he died, is almost too much like someone like the Joker. He's almost an agent of chaos who just thinks that the ability to beat up bad guys is awesome, mm-hmm. and he's going to go with mm-hmm. it. Life's dealt him a shitty hand, and now he's playing it. Can, can I just uh, say, too, uh, uh, about Dick Grayson's character, uh, I love the actor. I love him as, like, adult Dick Grayson in, in this whole trying to to leave Robin and that part of his life behind and find his own way, which, you know, right from episode one, I'm like, oh, we're totally going to see him become Nightwing by yeah. the end of it. Like, 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 I love that whole thing. But the flashbacks to Kid Dick, can, can, oh. we, can we not? 
I think like like maybe the first, maybe the second one like worked okay, but like they have to. I feel like they have to do it every episode, and I'm just like we don't we don't need to see any of this anymore. Don't fall into the same trap that Arrow did doing that for six damn seasons. Is just it, get away, get away from it. it. Is it the actor or the writing? It's the writing. No, no, no. The the, the kid who plays Kid Dick. That's <laughs> phrasing. Um, yeah, is fine. But I, I just I feel like the stuff that they're showing us. It's 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 too much of the same thing every single time. It's like, oh yeah, okay, here he is rebelling again. Yeah, yeah, we, that's, we get it. Here, here's the thing: we needed one flashback in the circus for people who don't know, and it made sense with Raven having to dream. That yep. was awesome. Mm-hmm. We needed what we needed the flashback of him stealing the Batmobile, or not, or, or rather, stealing the car. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we needed one of him obviously uh, uh, being sent off to Bruce Wayne as well. Because actually, actually, my favorite one was yeah. uh, when they'd established, all right, you know, very troubled. He has nothing to sort of latch on to, no direction, and and you see Bruce's silhouette as. He picks yep. up the, uh, I think it was a note that said, like, I can teach you what to do with it, right? Yeah. Like, that that one. was a great one. Yes, and we needed his first time putting on the Robin costume. Those are the three flashbacks I think we need to establish who Dick Grayson is and kind of what his pathos is. The rest of it, like, uh, you know, another really good scene was uh, in the, the episode with uh, Zuko's son, where you, we see, you know, kind of what led Dick Grayson to realize oh, sure. I can't be Robin anymore. Yeah. That's a great sequence. Absolutely. You, know, you, be, you oh. know you know what what show did absolutely amazing with his flashbacks to to the kid version? Uh, mm. season one of Daredevil. Oh yeah, absolutely. to 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 young uh, Matt Murdock and his father. I loved every single like none of those, not a single second in those was wasted. And that's like if you're gonna do flashbacks, that's how you do it, right? Yeah, um, I I still remember to this day the the flashback to when his dad goes in for the final fight and doesn't lay down like he's supposed to, mm-hmm. like that because you know what's gonna happen and it's just brutal, yeah. like waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. You're right. Daredevil did an awesome job with its flashback sequences. And really, I'm so we're seven episodes in, and I, you know what? I mean, they could still stop doing them. If there's no more flashbacks, then actually they did just fine. Sure, sure. There just needs to be no more. I know exactly <laughs> what I need to know about Robin. I'm, I'm good at this point. Uh, now you can start focusing on his transition into becoming Nightwing, which we do, I mean, at the end of the last episode, we do start to see that transition into Nightwing. We finally are right. Friends. Which okay, so so uh, I'd like to talk about what we're not super keen on here now. Okay, um, and and granted, some of these might be me being a little a little nitpicky or or a little a little too harsh, and they might even be uh, you, you'll have to let me know. They might even be things that is just like a personal preference for me when it comes to when it comes to uh, uh, TV shows. So yeah, uh, first of all, when he was burning his Robin suit, like. Really, just 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 right there, you decided to just whip it out and be like, "Now's the time to burn it." Like, I mean, um, a little, I think a that might be things? a little nitpicky. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. My bad. Because like, like that whole sequence, like the the reason they burn the asylum is it's is well, this is about letting the past go. Both like it's obviously on his face, it's meant to be about Raven, but it's actually mm-hmm. more about Robin and about Starfire, both letting their past mm-hmm. go as well. Yeah. Um, focusing on what they have now. The the other thing, and, and this isn't even just with with superhero shows. Uh, this is with with any type of shows that feature a team. I get that there does have to be internal conflict as well, right? But the whole Raven, I need to save my mom, and we have to do it right now. 
and everyone being like, all right, we're definitely going to save your mom, but we can't run in half. You guys don't understand me. I'm going to go do it myself. Beast Boy, let's go. Like, I get having that internal conflict, but that is just the, like, come on, she's not that stupid. Yeah, right? that, that one I will totally give you. Like, uh, focus that, more, especially in, in especially in comic books. Like, you have villains. We want to see the heroes fight the villains, and yes, there should be internal conflict. There should be things that go on between them, but it shouldn't make them look like whiny teens like uh, yeah well especially because you called it titans and not teen titans uh i i agree that that whole sequence was pretty painful to watch especially because like literally as like she's leaving robin is sitting there going over schematics on how to like yes like like, wait 30 minutes minutes, that's all you need you know i I actually think i would get it if robin had said no 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 we're not doing that. We're getting out of here and we're going somewhere else. And then she's like, screw you. I'm going after my mom. Sure. Like, I would get that. But literally, like, when he's just like, no, no, we got to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. No, you need to figure it out. That's See, exactly I, correct. I think that what they've done with the, with the Dick and Starfire uh, dynamic is really, really good. First of all, you know, you mentioned earlier, like in, in Teen Titans, when they kiss, like suddenly Robin's like, oh, I'm in love with her. Yeah. Right. There's, there's so far no evidence that they have actual feelings for each other but the way that like you know the first the 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 first you know between them happened was just yeah. spontaneous like all right cool that makes perfect sense that's fine and they do still butt heads but it's clear obviously that dick is the leader and and even though starfire Actually, she might not be capable of it right now because she has a very sort of singular focus. But yeah. they very obviously butt heads. But she realizes as an adult that he knows what he's doing, right? Yeah, I, I agree. First of all, I want to mention that scene of you know them together for the first time. How good is that sequence where she goes into the liquor store to buy booze? Uh, and she's just like, uh, like, I don't know, what do you think I should get? And they're like, well, it depends on what you want to do. If you need to think, you should get whiskey. If you want to party, you should get beer. And she's like, tequila. And the lady's just like, oh. No, it's okay. going to be one of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that sequence. It, it, that made it feel more, I don't want to say adult because that's really cliche, but like a lot of what I see in this series, uh, the reactions that I see, are very real. Uh, actually, this is genuine. A, a, yeah, genuine's a good word. Uh, this is actually a compliment that Sarah paid the show uh, in episode number either one or two. I think it's one. Uh, the sequence where uh, Raven almost gets abducted, and it's very much like human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah just like looked at me. She's like, "I really wish this wasn't so accurate as to how this shit happens because uh. it it really is." So. I I enjoy a lot of the realism that this uh, series portrays for a show about superheroes. Mm-hmm. But How yeah, cool, I, by the way, that, that that first episode was set in Detroit as well. Oh man! So uh, I was very surprised, first of all, that it was set in Detroit because usually, you know, like they'll set it in Bloodhaven or Jump City or no, no. Uh, I think. I think every location they've been to has been a real location. They obviously still reference, you know, Gotham and blah, blah, blah and stuff like that, but... No, but you're right. They keep going to real locations. I don't think they've actually set foot in any of DC's cities. I think it's all been real cities. Uh, Epic Lurker is asking in our Twitch chat over at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint Radio, is this podcast about comics or TV? And you know what? This podcast is about comics and geek culture, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, culture in general. You know, 
we're going to hit on the movies that center around superheroes and comics. We're going to hit on the comic books themselves. Today we're talking Titans, uh, the new show on the DC streaming service, which I believe you said is coming to Netflix after it wraps up At filming. some point, I believe so, yes. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, after so long of doing Netflix viewing, I'm, I'm dying on this weekly release thing. Tell like, me about it! I'm through the first seven episodes, and now it's just kind of sinking in that I've got to wait for the next episode. I can't just watch. And there are, there are I think, 24 episodes. You're, you're going to be subbed for a few months here, buddy. Well, they finally figured a way to, to get my money for more than just a week, so well done. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, I, I tell you what, I, I'd really appreciate if they would just say, you know what, we're going to we'll release them so you can binge watch them like Netflix does, but our subscription sign-up is six months. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they get you. Know, yeah. You know, here, you can, pay, you can pay monthly, and you get your episodes weekly, or you can pay for six months, and here's the, here it is to binge. That's hilarious. Um, all right, so, so, so overall, though, you're enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I I binged through seven episodes mm-hmm. of it and didn't really feel like, oh, God, I don't want to watch the next episode. I don't care. The only episode I did kind of feel that way with was Doom Patrol, because even it's in the original cartoon show, I, I did not... Anytime the Doom Patrol showed, I was like, oh, God, I don't care. I don't want to see this. <laughs> it's never been a group that interested mm-hmm. me, so... Yeah, so, I, I mean... The, the the last sort of thing that I wanted to touch on, because, uh, you know, especially with with this, is a lot of the blowback that I'm seeing is, oh, well, you know, they're, they're, they're not my team titans. And I think something that, that we don't really talk about a whole lot nowadays, and I think it's just because most people in general, we've just sort of come, come to accept this idea, is that comics... Movies and TV shows don't have to be accurate to the comics because, first of all, we have, what, somewhere like 70 years worth of material to draw from and how many different universes and stories have happened. Like, this isn't Spider-Man 1 anymore. We've had enough iterations that just like any other form of books or TV or, or, or movies or any other type of media, people can take these stories and tell them in new and interesting Ways and that's something that that I think we should embrace. You know, you had mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy earlier, right? Oh yeah. The, Guardians of the Galaxy, by the way, guys, is not like any iteration of the Guardians in any form. Like Groot originally was a monster from Dimension X that was like the size of skyscrapers and destroyed cities. Right. I mean, wasn't it's the people who are the Nova Corps now? Weren't they or the original Guardians of the Galaxy? I, uh, actually, I think the the original even go back further than that. In Guardians, oh, wow. in Guardians two, there's a post credit sequence where like a bunch of like the side characters with Sylvester Stallone's character like came together. Those, right, the Nova Corps. No, I don't think that was the Nova Corps. Oh, but, really? But, but those were like the, the original guardians, uh, right. of the galaxy. Like, like one of them was the, uh, was some robot that was actually voiced by Miley Cyrus, I think. So like the original guardians of the galaxy are actually like super, super obscure. Uh, that, 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 so that happens all the time is, is these things get, you know, you, you pick and choose what works best from the source materials. Like you said, the, I mean, the Teen Titans, I believe, started up in the late 70s, early 80s. There's been a lot of iterations of the Teen Titans over the years. And yeah, this one is not like any that, uh, not like any that has existed that I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're more mature, more, it's a, I mean, it is very much modern day DC. It's a darker, grittier yeah. telling of it. That said, in this case, it's done pretty well. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like, 
there's a lot of times, like, a lot of the issues that people have with, like, Batman, Superman is like, hey, you realize that it's a comic book. It's okay to have color and be fun sometimes, <laughs> right? And that's what this does well, is there are times when this is really fun. Like, when you when you meet, like, you say Beast Boy, when you meet him, uh, that is a genuinely fun moment with him, like, robbing, like, stealing video games out of, like, a, a totally not a Best Buy. Which, by the way, when I first saw that episode, I immediately was like, really? You thought that a tiger was the best form for this? And then, right. obviously, later, you're like, oh, okay, he doesn't really have much of a choice in the matter. <laughs> so, right. She's like, oh, it's not me. I guess I'll, I'll go with something else. Oh, that's Tiger today. That's all I can do. Right, right. So I don't, I don't know. I, I guess just sort of like my parting, my parting words for people because I was not expecting to like this at all, and yeah. let let alone actually find some really nice redeeming qualities from it. So I guess that, that's just sort of like my parting thoughts today is that just sort of going forward, whether it's a Marvel movie, whether it's a DC movie, you know, whether it's the the, the new Watchmen that are going to be coming out on HBO, like go into it with sort of a grain of salt and realize that just like in comics, I mean, look at how many Spider-Men there are with the whole uh, uh, Spider-Geddon or, or, or the whole Spider-Verse series that's going yeah. on right now. Like allow yourself to, to actually enjoy something that might not be what you think is, you know, the penultimate version of something. Just like every other form of media, you know, people are allowed to interpret it and what comes out the other end may suck ass, but it might genuinely be enjoyable as well. Yeah, I think this series uh, does a, is a good reminder to not, you know, uh, punish the sins of the father on the son. You know, uh, DC has made a lot of hot garbage over the last few years. And if you go and if you refuse to watch Titans because of all the garbage that's come before it or because it's not Teen Titans, uh, then you're doing yourself a disservice because the, the show is... It's pretty good. It it has flaws. The CGI is not the best, uh, but overall, it's totally watchable. It's 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 pretty decent. I'm seven episodes in. I'm looking forward to the next fourteen episodes or however many more we have. Twenty four total, I think, is what they ordered. So yeah, the next seventeen episodes. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. It's worth a watch. Yeah, and uh, uh, and finally, two. I just completely lost my thought. I have amnesia now. Oh no. Uh, can you blast sunbeams out of your hands? Man, do I... W you know what? No, actually, I don't wish. Honestly, like, when it when it comes to superpowers, I would not want something that would, that would be outwardly, like, obvious. Because in today's day and age, like, the, the government has you at that point. Like, if you can blast sunbeams out of your hands, the government's taking you in. You need something that you can hide, like, telepathy. So, Epic Lurker's asking a great question. Does Titans force Batman into the conversation a lot, or is the show being allowed to create its own popularity? And this is one of the things I think Titans is doing very well, and it's the same thing that Teen Titans did very well. There is so little reference to Batman in the 2016 Titans that I can think of two examples of a time when he's even referenced. This one, it does reference Bruce quite a bit. It never, it hardly ever says Batman, but it references Bruce quite a bit. Yeah, he talks Bruce about it as bit. Bruce. Right, and he talk and he talks about like uh, uh, he's actually talked to Alfred on the phone twice, and you actually hear Alfred's voice once. That said, no, they are not bringing Batman. Uh, we've never seen Batman. Uh, Just as not silhouettes in in flashbacks. Yeah, uh, they're 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 talking about Batman as much as you need to to allow Dick Grayson and Jason Todd to exist on screen together. That's now, basically what they use Batman for. Do do I think that they could? 
use him at some point? Sure. But do I think that they're going to be forced to? No. I think that you could go do the entire run and never once actually have him there. I, I think literally the reason we're seeing Jason Todd and mentioning Batman a lot right now is to help Dick Grayson's transition into Nightwing. Mm-hmm. And once he's transitioned into Nightwing, there'll be no need for it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's basically where I see this going. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, all right. I remember what I was going to say. The, the, the only challenge, the only for me big test for this right now, because again, Flash season one was great. Supergirl season one, amazing. Blew actually that and Arrow out of the water. And the first three seasons of Arrow was great. So for me, the, the big test of time right now, or the big test for Titans is can they keep this up or are they going to falter at some point? Because Greg Berlanti, who is the showrunner for all the other Arrowverse shows, is also the showrunner for this. So we'll see if they can keep up the momentum. My fingers are crossed because I do really like where these characters are and where they can potentially go. And the next episode actually is going to feature a lot more of the backstory of Starfire. Um, in, in the little, like, you know, right. next time on Titans thing, they actually reference that she's called Starfire. Okay, so here's hoping. Yeah, you're right. Uh, a lot of the other DC shows, I mean, you've talked about it pretty at length. They uh, they tend to go downhill after the first season. <laughs> so let's hope that uh, that this one can uh, can keep it up into season two. And really, really, uh, with episode seven, we've kind of wrapped up the first story arc, you know, the first mini arc of the story. This is where we're going to get our first test to see, okay, now can we transition into them being a team unit and, you know, functioning in that way? Mm-hmm. If that's even what they do. Right. I yeah, mean, you know. Right, we don't know technically. Yeah, they, they, none of them up to this point, and, and most of them referenced to, were not team players. So now that the threat is over with, they might just be going their separate ways. Or, uh, or, right. or attempting to. So, all right, guys, that's going to be it for the other identity today. Again, we are here every single Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash checkpoint XP. Come and join us. Come and hang out with us. Make sure that you also check out the flagship show, Checkpoint XP. Uh, goes on daily, 5 p.m. Eastern, the same channel. That's twitch.tv slash checkpoint XP. Why am I doing the outro? I'm the intro guy. You're the outro guy. That's something that, is, that, that a cohort that a co-host would do we share the responsibilities you should do the outro oh goody will joe find out that he is a sidekick will he be able to accept it find out next time on the other identity same twitch channel same twitch time